Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey everyone, welcome to Dubs Talk presented by Wendy's. New to the Wendy's, two for $5 lineup is our classic chicken sandwich. The perfect balance of crispy and juicy. Price and participation may vary, limited time only. I'm Grant Liffman and I'm joined by Drew Schiller. And Drew, we are so close to doing Warriors Outsiders again. Shows every night. After oh, game. like on television after, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I am so excited about that. Like, I forget that we actually work together. You know, it really, we, we do. Um, but I, I'm glad you're able to jump on these dubs talks every now and then to, you know, kind of warm us up, get us ready, you know? For sure, for sure. Kind of like how a, uh, a crispy, juicy Wendy's chicken sandwich is, nice and warm. You're good. You're good. Yeah. So I'll pay you the big bucks. I so, know, I know. Uh, I wanted to bring you on today, Drew, because uh, the Warriors had their schedule released. Not the whole thing. 37 games mm-hmm. of the schedule released. And we need to – and every year, you and I used to have, I think, a TV show or at least some Facebook show or something like that talking about the schedule release and breaking it down. Well, this is our opportunity. Let's do it right now on the Dubs Talk podcast. So um, before we begin, I do want to give a shout-out. Our guy, Josh Schrock, who works on the digital side at NBC uh-huh. area, did a really awesome, it was a Warriors game-by-game game prediction after the release. 37 games. You have to check out the article. You can go to NBCSportsBarea.com. And he goes literally game-by-game game predicting what's going to happen in each game. He gives like a stat line and everything. It was awesome. If you haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. I know you, Drew, love to predict and do hypotheticals and speculate. So um, the I'll- best. But unfortunately, this time, we're just going to let Josh do it, okay? Yeah, why am I on this podcast? Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, check it out. It, it, it was awesome. So, Drew, um, Josh has the Warriors going 24-13 and 13 in the first 30 okay. seconds. Now, I'm not going to ask you to predict what their, their record would be, but, I mean, that would be a resounding success 
if they were 24 and 13 after the first 37? I think that is, uh, that is very fair to say. Um, I also think that the Warriors schedule will get easier on paper, at least in the second half of the schedule, which we will discuss. There are, um, uh, some games early on the Warriors are, are taking on a bunch of some of the top teams in the league. Yeah. Um, right off the bat, the first two games, you know, on the road at Brooklyn and at Milwaukee, those are extremely tough games. Um, although, you know, now that I say that we, we might as well just focus on right now, there's no fans in the building right. for the most part. So while, you know, road games are still, kind of perceived as being more difficult it, it's it's just a total unknown at this point like how right. teams are going to be different or the same without fans in the building so it's it's bizarre yeah you, it's, you, know, it's you get maybe you get used to the feeling or the the depth perception of your own home arena so maybe that's you know a little bit different when you go on the road obviously travel being tired travel the the circumstances living in a hotel, being away from your family, that changes things, right? Flying everywhere and, and, and doing all that, especially this weird year where things are going to be just so different the way you, they go about things. Um, so that would be a big change. But like, for instance, look at the NFL. You know, the road home splits are not exactly what you think they would be, right? Because the no fans, it changes things. It's just a different atmosphere what goes on. Well, and you always hear about how sometimes for teams in the NBA going on a road trip can be a good thing because you actually start to spend a little bit more time together. You build some chemistry, you, you, you know, are having dinners together and all of that. And who knows, maybe this year, um, you know, players become closer on road trips. They're able to, um, you know, build um, on important concepts that they're just not able to do at home because everyone is just really, you know, making sure that they are back at home with their families and being safe. Um, although it's funny, we, I was just thinking about the schedule uh, this morning before recording this and, you know, hopefully players and teams when they're on these road trips are following protocols and they're right. being safe and they're not, um, you know, going out and about. So they're staying in the hotel for the most part. And it, it made me realize that, you know, we hear about uh, poker games, card games, other sorts of uh, competitive games that, that players like to uh, participate in on planes specifically on, on right. road trips. And now I just have a feeling that we're going to learn I, maybe multiple teams are going to have these huge <laughs> blow up moments because players are going to be fighting because they're going to be playing more card games. <laughs> and you just hope it doesn't hurt team chemistry, team morale, and you hope it doesn't seep over onto the on-court product. Draymond's going to bankrupt Smiley Geach. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> He's going to bankrupt him. That's funny. Yeah, they have to, have to figure out new ways to, like, the camaraderie should grow, you'd think, instead of the opposite of what you're saying. Now, you would think. The one thing that I think about when a protocol and following this, maybe early in the season it'll go well. But man, there, there's a lot of just like any other industry or whatever, the guys this age, there's a lot of immaturity out there, right? We're young, young adults going out there and they, and they have a lot of money and they have a lot of fame. And think about this, Daniel House of the Rockets in a designed bubble in mm -hmm. Orlando, in the middle of the playoffs, still broke protocol. 
So like, can you imagine what's going to happen? There's going to be a lot of circumstances. I'm not saying the Warriors, for instance. And the snitch line is back. The snitch line's back. That's key. Teams are going to be calling on each other and getting <laughs> each other in trouble. Right. It's this, this season is just going to be, man. It'll be Oof. interesting. But, uh, you know, ESPN, you, you wrote about this. ESPN's Kevin Pelton, who we love, by the way. He did some, yes. he ran some numbers and he had that the Warriors are going to be the 14th best team in the West. 14th. Okay. Which not in the NBA. No, in the West. <laughs> in the West. Yeah. The Kings are better. Um, the Spurs were better. There was a bunch of teams better. Timberwolves. Um, yeah. But despite that, the NBA foolishly put 19 of 37 games on national TV. That's like pretty amazing. I don't watch any – when the Warriors don't play on NBC Sports Barry, I don't watch the games. Right. But the point is – I agree, obviously. The point is, is that obviously the NBA knows ratings favor Steph Curry. And the Warriors. It's just a fact. They're they're ratings monsters. And the NBA has missed them so much that they put them on more than half of the first half of their schedule is just like, hey, you're on national TV now. And the schedule was made after Clay Thompson's injury Mm -hmm. as well. So, yes, the NBA, absolutely. This is not a, a bias. This is not a, you know hometown bias podcast um, in this regard. The, the NBA wants the Warriors to be good. Without a doubt, they want Steph Curry to be healthy and on the court. Um, and, and it's just the truth. So, yeah. yes, um, fans around the country um, are, are going to get a lot of the Warriors on national television. And uh, that, you know, is it, a good thing uh, as long as the Warriors are healthy. Because yes. we know what happened last year when the Warriors had a ton of nationally televised games and Steph wasn't out there and Draymond wasn't out there and Clay wasn't playing and it was it was tough. It definitely hurt the the overall product nationally. And um, yeah, oh, what one of the reasons why Kevin Pelton, when he crunched the numbers and did his algorithm and the average was was that the Warriors would only win 31 games, which was the second fewest in the West. He is essentially baking in Steph Curry only playing in 54 out of the Warriors 72 games. So based on Steph's recent um, injury history, and you know, the truth is, is that he missed pretty much all of last year, right? The year before that he was mostly healthy. He missed those what 11 games um, early in the season because of the, like the groin left groin area, I believe it was. But then the year before, he missed 30-plus games because of the knee. So he, he clearly is um, – or Pelton is clearly assuming that Steph is not out there for uh, all the games. And that played a huge part in his calculation of the Warriors finishing with the, the second-fewest uh, wins. But even if Steph does miss a good chunk of games, as we can discuss, th- this Warriors roster is just so much better than last year, and they should be able to overcome something like that. Yeah, they they truly, truly are better. If you look at just the opening night starting uh, spot and starting five, we don't know who's going to start at center, right? Looney started last year at center. Could be Wiseman, could be Looney, could be Chris this year. But look at the other four. Last year, Steph, D'Angelo Russell, Glenn Robinson the third, and Draymond Green. Those four, if you match them up against Steph, Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green – it's really a not motivated a motivated Draymond Green. Correct. It's, it's really not a contest. 
I feel like that that other unit is just defensively a world better. Um, Steph and D'Angelo, it just was not a fit. And uh, yeah, I, I could see just already that roster. And then just think about all the young guys last year that were put through the fire. You know, they're now still on the team, but just more experienced, seasoned. They're just better players. So yeah, we, we can go into that. Well, and then you throw in Baysmore and Wanamaker. And yeah, of course. Yeah, they're just, they're just better and Hopefully James Wiseman is really good as well. Um, so 19 of 37 are on national TV. Of course, NBC Sports Bay Area will be covering most of those games. So if you get a chance to, obviously you're going to watch with us because that's, you know, we're a family. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about back-to-backs, Drew. How many back-to-backs do the Warriors have in their first uh, half of the season? They have seven back-to-backs, okay. um, which is, uh, you know, a good a good number. Yeah. Um, and And some of those are kind of the interesting home and then road or road and then right. come back home, um, which, How, what, is, which is definitely different. What are the road and home splits for the first 37? Uh, 19 on the road and 18 at home. So it actually is pretty, I mean, that right. for 37 games, it cannot get any more equal than, no. than that. Yeah. Um, four game road trip to start. We already mentioned at Brooklyn at Milwaukee and then at Chicago and at Detroit, I think that we can agree. You got to be at least two and two. Absolutely. Uh, If you're three and one after those four, uh, I think you're feeling really good about the start to the season, but two and two would be okay. One and three. And you're kind of wondering what happened. Then they come home for a seven game homestand, um, which I, I mean, it's, it's extremely rare to have that many home games in a row. And the first of those seven is on January 1st, which is interesting because the Warriors have not played on New Year's Day since the 2010-11 season. So January 1st, 2011. And in that game, they lost at the Miami Heat, which means they were in Miami on New Year's Eve. That's dangerous. Uh, They lost that game to the Heat, but Darrell Wright, who just had on on the most recent podcast before this one, uh, had 30 points that uh, that day and led the Warriors in scoring. Darrell, hey, remember, he set, as he mentioned, he set the record for the Warriors in a season for three-pointers made. Um, and now he doesn't even, like, appear, as he said, he doesn't appear on yeah, like, the top. Yeah, Stephen Clay are just, like, uh, yeah, he doesn't appear on the top ten list anymore. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll go through what's the easiest and toughest stretch. Uh, l- let's go through that in a second. One thing I do want to note was Chris Haynes today. Um, this is – we're recording this on a Monday. Um, Chris Haynes tweeted out the new rules for resting policies and load management's going to be different this year. And the NBA's, <laughs> they said enough's enough because their ratings, they're, they've taken a hit. And Chris Haynes writes, the NBA's implement, implementing a new resting policy for the 2020-21 season with teams prohibited from resting healthy players for any high profile nationally televised game and violation could result in a fine of at least $100,000. So that's the first part. Second, on the new player resting policy, absent any unusual circumstances, teams should not rest multiple healthy players for same game, and teams should not rest healthy players on road. And in situations when teams decide to rest a healthy player, players should be visible to fans. So there's a lot to break down there. And the reason I'm bringing it up now is because you mentioned back-to-backs, home versus road, but they're moving back and forth. Really weird schedule in that you don't have these big five-game road trips, five-game homestands. It's like two, three, two, one. It's like crazy. 
this little back and forth. But Drew, on a, on a, I mean, look at the different options there of what uh, NBA can't do. Steph Curry, that means, unless he has a random stomach flu, um, you know, he's going to have to play in those 19 of 37 national games. And then he's not supposed to rest with Draymond on the road at any point. So you're limiting where he can actually rest. Well, yes, but it's kind of interesting, the caveat, high-profile national games. No, I'm serious. Some of those 19 are on NBA TV. Right. Which are on NBC Sports Bay Area, and they just, the NBA TV just takes the NBC Sports Bay Area feed. Right. So for games like that, um, you know, not, not the end of the world. I also just, as we're, as we're looking at the Warriors and, and Steph specifically, I really don't think he's going to be getting a lot of these rest days. I, I, we talked about this on a podcast recently. Like I, I know that you have to, you know, be cognizant of his minutes and his age and all of that, but the guy has not played much basketball in the last, uh, what, 18 months. Yeah. But and, think about the opposite of what you're saying right now. Like he hasn't played much basketball in the last 18 months. How do you just go? Oh yeah. Full board. Just don't worry about well, it. He's been, I mean, he's been ramping up. Right. Like it's not like he's just all of a sudden, on December 22nd, it's like, oh, we really got to start pacing him. I, I really just don't think that they're going to – I don't think Steph is going to want to rest, and I know you have to protect him from himself at times, but I don't think that's going to be a huge thing for the Warriors um, this year. I, I mean, obviously, you got to be smart, and you got to listen to the doctors and the trainers and all of that, but that is another conversation right there. I think that teams have to start looking at the schedule – and yes, if you're going to be on a nationally televised game and the, the league needs you to be out there, then yes, rest on the night in which it isn't a nationally televised game, I, I guess. Like this right. is, you, you have to be a team player in this regard. And I'm all for player safety. I'm all for the players, you know, having control in a lot of this. But look, it's, it's better if the league is healthier financially and optics and all of that so like yes you have to make some sacrifices and you got to make some tough decisions so the if the warriors are, are playing the lakers on mark on mlk night which they are you can't have steph and lebron resting that night you just can't right. yeah i guess like, on the flip no. side as a fan if you're a warriors fan that's cool that you get to watch the opponent's best player most nights because the warriors are going to be on a lot of high profile games because they're a high profile team so you're going to see a LeBron. You're going to see Kawhi um, a lot. And that's fun. Well, also the whole, like, the player must be visible, meaning got to be sitting on the bench as opposed to in the, in the locker room or, or whatever. It's kind of weird that that is a part of the language for this specific season because there's not – fans aren't even going to really be in the buildings. So yeah, it, but, it's – but, but they it's don't, kinda, that's, that, that's I think weird. that's just, that's because the, again, all of this is for ratings. So they don't care who's in the building in terms of fans. It's just about, they want to be able to focus on that player on the bench and sit on like there. zoom in and, yeah, and talk about Steph, sure. talking, you know, whatever. Um, interesting. Also, you can't do those games where it's like, we're going to concede this game and we're going to rest Steph, Draymond, Wiggins and Looney. They're not playing this game. You know, they, they, they're not going to have games like that where you can just do that without somebody getting hurt. One caveat about all of this, COVID and the pandemic is still going on. So in terms of rest, sure, like maybe they'll try to get as many high-profile players out there at a time. But there's going to be a lot of stretches where there's going to be people that cannot play for a couple weeks. 
and they won't be visible to fans because they will be nowhere near the team. And that's just going to be how it's going to happen in national TV games. There's going to be a lot of games where people will not be playing because of the pandemic. And I'm really crossing my fingers. It's not that bad, but let's be realistic. As we watch at the Warriors had two players test positive uh, last week, the Raptors today and Monday just had three test positive. Like things are happening and it's going to happen. The Portland Trailblazers had to close their facility after multiple uh, positive tests. Exactly. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's going to be such an incredibly weird season. We, you and I are obviously on the side of player safety. We want everyone to be healthy and safe, but it's hard because the NBA also wants a good product, right? So it's just, it's, it's a business at the end of the day, which the players and coaches and everyone benefit from because that's where they make their money, obviously. So it's, it's, it's hard to, I just remember Drew, I was sitting here uh, doing the run in plays podcast before it came to Upstock to Kareth and they the teams were just entering the bubble. Like, and we were like, man, is this a good idea? You know, blah, blah, blah. Like are these, are these players at, at risk in there? It ended up being a perfectly executed format in terms of safety. Hopefully the NBA can do as well as they can outside of the bubble. Yeah, they're, that's not going to happen. <laughs> there, were, there were no positive right. tests. That's um, not going to happen, of course. Once the games started, or really, I think, actually, once everyone, I can't, I honestly can't remember if there were any positives. It was tests. Not during the games. Uh, Michael Beasley, I think, when he arrived, was, was uh, positive. And there's a few people that waited, like Russell Westbrook, et cetera. But I don't oh, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about once they were in Orlando. There yeah, were, there were I, a I, lot of positive tests when right. players reported back to their respective cities before going to Orlando. Right. I think Beasley. And that was all by design. Right, right. But, um, but there's, there's simply, <laughs> if not a single player or coach, we'll include coaches, uh, test positive during the season I mean, Adam Silver needs to quit as commissioner and and run the CDC and the just run the world human health services <laughs> like he the W World Health Organization. He should be doing that. Yeah, uh, a leader as of opposed men. to being the commissioner of the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Are you faithful to the Bay? 49ers 2021 season tickets are available now and locations are filling up quickly. Lock in your seats today to secure your spot for next season. For more information, visit 49ers.com slash season tickets. So uh, let, let's, let's talk about some of the stretches of the season. Um, let's start with the toughest ones first. And do you want to go first on this one? Because I want to do what toughest road trip and toughest home stretch. Um, I'll be honest, you, you go, cause I haven't really looked at it from that perspective okay. of, yeah. Okay. So, uh, toughest home stretch is the, I want to bring this up first because you mentioned it already. It's January 1st through 12th. Now there are stretches in the season of a three gamer here, a three game there where there's a tough spot, but January one through 12, there isn't any back to backs at home, which is rare for that whole stretch, but Portland, Portland, I mean, Portland trailblazers are a new, a reloaded team and then you know Dame Lillard is always out for uh Warriors blood Sacramento obviously the one part of this stretch that's hopefully um easier for the Warriors but then Clippers Clippers back to back Toronto and Indiana that is a rough stretch I, I mean you're p- potentially facing some of the best teams 
in the east and west for 12 days I, I would push back a little bit there i think toronto and indiana are are clearly not in that top five of the east grouping so i guess it could be worse for the warriors if they were you know I mean, playing toronto yes they lost abaca and gasol they did and that and that's a huge huge loss but you don't forget they were they number, added Aaron Baines. They are no, they were number two in all of the East last year. Um, they are a very tough matchup, and Indiana is very healthy, and you know how good they are as well. I think there's a chance those guys, those teams, are better than what you're saying. But yeah, no, I just I, I'm not saying that those teams are are not really solid good teams at, at all. I'm just saying that I think it's in my opinion Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Boston. Philly and who am I forgetting? Who's the fifth East team that's really good? Brooklyn, Miami, Milwaukee, Miami, Miami. Exactly. Yeah. I think those five teams are clearly the five best teams in the East. That's just my opinion. So um, it doesn't change the fact, though, that what you're saying is yes, that is a, a a very difficult seven game stretch. No doubt about it. You have to take the Raptors and the Pacers very seriously. They have continuity, um, and they're really good. So right. yes, for sure. Yeah, and those Portland Port and, and and again, the one of the the toughest parts about this is it, it can go two different ways for the Warriors. This is a whole new team and they're really not going to play with each other very often. So their chemistry could be really off to start the season. They could start very slowly, Drew, right? Obviously, the Nets, for instance, have not played a ton together with their stars and they haven't been on the court together in that way. So to start the season, they may be off. Milwaukee made some minor changes as well. Or you look at the flip side, and what the Warriors are going to do is let Steph eat, and they're going to fast break a lot, go in transition, and try to jump in passing lanes. So sometimes that goes over chemistry, and you just say, we're running, we're energized, and that can sometimes beat, up, beat away all the issues of chemistry. Though the one thing I would say is when you're talking about a long, rangy defense, you have to be in one organism, right? You have to be in unison defensively. So you can mm -hmm. see both sides of it. You don't know if the Warriors are going to get off to a hot start because they're that type of team, the transition team, or it's just they're a new team and they'll have to figure it out. We know nothing. Yeah. We know nothing. Yeah. We have no idea how any of this is going to unfold. No one has any clue. Um, and that is part of the reason why it, there's added intrigue. Yep. Like the, it, there, this could go in so many different directions. Um, but within all of that, as long as Steph Curry <laughs> and Draymond Green are healthy, fully motivated, and on the court, like the Warriors are going to be fun and exciting to watch and everything else is hopefully going to just fall into place for the Warriors and, it, and they, it builds and it builds and they get better and better. And um, they are playing their best basketball uh, as we get into the second half of the season. And at that point in time, hopefully the pandemic is in a much better place and there's fans in the buildings and, yep. um, you know, there's some feeling of, of normal yep. and that's, that's the hope. Yep. Absolutely. Oh man. It'll be, that'll be a joyous. I think, I think about like when the vaccine happens and in, in life can return to somewhat of normalcy, you know, just hugging people again and like handshakes yeah. and, and stuff. But at the same time, the other level is just just seeing fans packed into arena. There, there's something really, I don't know, not cathartic about that, but just it'll be, it's just fun watching 
NBA TV games right now, old games, you know, I'm watching and earlier this summer, we were watching old Warriors games on NBC sports Barrett, And it's just, there's a different vibe when the fans are there. It's just a different game. It's Steph Curry back in, uh, I don't remember June, some point before the bubble started uh, in Orlando was very open and said, it, it, it's going to suck yeah. playing uh, without fans in attendance. And he still hasn't experienced it because the Warriors were not in the bubble. So we're still going to get some reactions um, and some quotes from the Warriors and Steph specifically about what it's like to be playing. Now, I don't, I don't know what the updated list is of which teams and which arenas are actually going to have some fans there. Um, when the season starts, I, I've seen I'm various the, articles the that discuss teams, it. The Florida teams, probably. Right. Um, maybe the Phoenix Suns, Texas. Yeah, th- those teams, I'm not sure. Um, so that'll be, you know, unique, different. To, I wonder if there's going to – I wonder if when the Warriors go play at those arenas, if they're going to just have a little extra pep in their step because they're excited to have some fans there. Yeah. So that'll be something to, to kind of monitor. Um, so a couple other little interesting, uh, factoids, mm. this is, this would fall under the, uh, the granalytics oh. section. Are we still going to have that? Is that still going to be a segment on this show? I don't know. I, I, I don't think we've done a show since 1952, so I don't really remember, but we'll see. Remember last year 19- when we had to do these shows and we like forgot friend of the show existed, friend of the show of the game, <laughs> because we'd only do it in wins and it just, there weren't. Yeah. Wins. Yeah, you know, we actually, uh, maybe not on the podcast, should uh, brainstorm some some new concepts for the show and whatnot. But we that, that's for another, uh, another day. <laughs> that's, a, that's an outsider's um, podcast. We'll do that another time. So there are seven teams that the Warriors do not play at all through their first 37 games. Seven teams. Houston Rockets. Warriors, uh, that, is one of, that is one of the uh, teams. But in the Eastern Conference, the Warriors do not play the 76ers, the Hawks, or the Wizards. So both of their matchups against those three teams will be after March 3rd. We don't know when they'll be. And then in the Western Conference, the Warriors do not play the Rockets, the Pelicans, so no Zion Williamson, the Grizzlies, so no Ja Morant, Jaron Jackson, uh, or the Thunder in the first half of the season. So that means that they will play those four Western Conference teams three times each over the final 35 games of the season. So Warriors fans are going to be seeing a lot of those squads um, when the Warriors are making their push for the playoffs. That's cool. That's cool. And we don't know the situations that, for instance, the Rockets will be in. Obviously, there's a there's a saga going on with James Harden right now, so we don't know the situation. And right. through a lot of that, that'll be, you know, trade deadline. Things will happen. And they're going to be new teams by the time the Warriors face them. So, so Kelly Oubre is not going to get his revenge game against the Thunder because he was, you know, had a long history there with that franchise yeah. uh, before the Warriors acquired mm-hmm. him uh, from Oklahoma City. Uh, then there are eight teams that the Warriors will not play at all in the second half of the season because they play them a lot, though <laughs> they get all their matchups out of the way in the first half of the season. Uh, the Nets, more on that in a second. <laughs> That's good the for the Warriors. Knicks. The Pistons, the Pacers, mm. the Magic, the Hornets. So that's six that's Eastern Conference teams. Autumn feeders. And then the Spurs and the Blazers. So the Warriors play the Spurs and the Blazers three times each in the first 37 games of the season. So 
that's a lot against those teams. So the Warriors will not see them at all in the second half. Now, the yeah, reason why I said – So go ahead. Just quickly, one thing to note, a lot of those teams that they're not going to face are teams not projected to make the playoffs. So that's not necessarily a good thing. Or it allows the Warriors to win Get some games the, in the first yeah, half. That's of the true. Season. That's a good point. Good point. Although early in the podcast, I did say that the Warriors <laughs> schedule is harder at the beginning, which I actually think I was referring to like the first 15 games. Okay. Got it. Then it gets a little easier. Um, so the reason why I said more on the nets in a second is because once the news leaked that uh, the Warriors were going to open up the, the year at the Brooklyn Nets on opening night, December 22nd, you tweeted out, it wouldn't surprise me if the second matchup is like late in the season, like maybe even April. So that way there could be fans in the building. You're trying to call I me thought it was right a now? No, I, I'm saying I thought it was a really good point. Yeah, but then you're going to be like, okay. I was wrong. Call me out when I'm wrong as well, buddy. I'm kidding. It's so funny. Because actually, I, I think I quote tweeted it and said that is a really good point. But anyway, that is not how it unfolded. The Warriors will be, will be hosting Kevin Durant on – it's February 13th, right? Day before Valentine's Day. Because uh, we all made jokes about that on Twitter. The Warriors and Kevin Durant, Valentine's no, Day. Yeah. I, Grant, I was surprised. I was like, dude, that's a great point. That's a good tweet. Like, Adam Silver, the, the, the league, they probably want Chase Center to, to have, you know, at least several thousand fans there, we would hope, by April. Um, but that's, they didn't go that direction. That was very surprising. Now, we don't know, but there's a chance some fans are in the, in the stands in mid-February. True. I'm not saying it's a full house, but it's possible. It really is. It you is. never know. You never know. It is. Um, but in April – it's more likely. That's, that's a good point. No, Drew, <laughs> I appreciate you saying it was a good tweet. I'm, I was kidding. I, I really would hope that'd be very weird if you didn't call me out for all my bad takes because I have about one a day, maybe three a day. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, though, but it is interesting that they won't have the nets in the second half. Um, I don't know why necessarily they did it that way. You would think that they want to save some big games for the second half like that, but you know, they, they, did what they did. I, I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with it. It's just no. it been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. At Speedy Oil Change and Auto Service, our total trust guarantee gives you 20-20 vision into everything we do. From service bay cameras to service bay views to our transparent pricing each and every day. Speaking of price, now get $10 off any 17-point oil change. Go to speedyoil.com slash save for your coupon today. Most vehicles discount off a regular price. See store for details. Charge for additional parts service if needed. The the toughest home stretch that I uh, no sorry the toughest road trip that I found. It, it, again, the, a lot of these road trips are very quick. Very you know two games, three games. The first one and, and you get some easy teams scattered in, but. One I found that January 14th or the 18th, after that long homestand, they have a back-to-back of Denver and Phoenix, and then they have the Lakers. And that's a three-game roadie. And those are tough teams to go to Denver, the altitude of there, then go to Phoenix, and then a travel at the end of a three-gamer when you're probably tired after back-to-back to the Lakers. That's tough. So, I, I mean, that, that one to me kind of popped out. That is tough. The only, um, I guess, pushback, let's get uh, controversial here, is that uh, it's, it's at 
Denver the 14th at Phoenix the 15th and then the Lakers the 18th so they right. do have the weekend the 16th and the sure. 17th I guess to to rest up and you better believe that'll be a whoever's healthy on the Warriors they will be available that night in LA yeah. on uh on Monday the 18th yeah no absolutely and then in terms of road trips um the, the easiest one that I found and I think that I, I'm sure you're gonna agree with me February nineteenth, yes. February nineteenth through the twenty fourth, you have at Orlando and at Charlotte on back to back, which is always tough. But then they have a two day break, and then they have at New York Knicks with a back to back with Indy. Now the Indy one, that's tough. Playing in New York and then flying to Indianapolis and playing there the next night, that is tough. But man, if you 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 got to be you got to be three and one on that road trip. Yeah, and if if uh, we were living in normal times, we would say, okay, so the Warriors play at the Charlotte Hornets on Saturday, February 20th, and then they don't play until the 23rd at the Knicks. So that means that you would assume Steph Curry would want to spend some extra time in Charlotte because that's his hometown. And then some Warriors would want to get to New York, so that way they have a couple off days in the Big Apple before they play the Knicks. But, I mean, this is all just, you know – reckless uh, discussions because hopefully the players are just kind of staying in their hotels. Now, given at that point in time, we don't know where the virus will be, but yada, yada, yada. This is the kind of stuff we used to be able to talk about. Yes. With schedule. Like, like for instance, at the very beginning of the season, they're yeah. at Brooklyn on December 22nd, and then they don't play until the 25th in Milwaukee. Yeah. Are the Warriors going to spend extra time in New York or are they going to get to Milwaukee well, like, on the 23rd? Are they going to fly straight there? If I'm them, uh, if you want to keep everyone quarantined and safe, I would go to Milwaukee as quickly as possible. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> also, just – Plus, you got to give Steph extra time to recruit Giannis. Yes. Think about how much time Steph can just stay over in his guest – one of his 12 guest houses probably. But um, – No, they'll share a room. They got to – they got yeah, to talk. Bunk. You know, so much more yes. room for activities. So mm-hmm. – um, also, just just I don't know, it popped in my head, and this is more of a sad thought: is that we won't even get a chance to have like Clay Thompson talk about scaffolding for those two days in New York. Um, I do wonder how much Clay I told you be, not to bring up Clay on this pod. I wonder how much Clay will be around the team this season. I think they want him to be. Um, we'll see. We'll see. It's a weird year. Usually, you'd just be like, "Oh yeah, that'd be no big deal." But I mean, the guy probably doesn't want to quarantine and everything his life while he doesn't have to. So um, yeah, that's going to be interesting, but uh, I think he'll be around more and more as we get into 2021. I I think that right now he just needs to, you know, mentally get prepared for what the grueling rehab process is going to be like, but yeah, the Warriors, they've already said they, they hope and they want Clay to be around more often and working with the Warriors training staff specifically with this Achilles. So yeah, certainly, certainly something to monitor. The easiest stretch for the home stretch. Okay. That whole first half is a two gamer, a back to back January 20th and 21st drew San Antonio, New York Knicks. That's all I could find. Everything else has one tough game in there. And that, that was the one I looked at. I was like, Oh, okay. The only other one you can possibly think of, but I have it as my most intriguing stretch is a two-gamer, January 25th and 27th, your early birthday present, Drew. Yes. Back-to-back Minnesota games at home. And why is that so interesting, Drew? Oh, there's multiple reasons. Um, D'Angelo Russell is back. 
Uh, Andrew Wiggins is facing his uh, his old squad that drafted him number one overall. Anthony Although actually, Edwards. that was a, yes, Anthony Edwards. Although it was the Cleveland Cavaliers who drafted right. uh, Andrew Wiggins number one overall. Um, yeah, I mean, Warriors fans, uh, they are very well aware of the fact that the Warriors have Minnesota's 2021 first round pick, top three protected. So Warriors fans will be rooting against the Timberwolves all season. But you don't want them to be so bad that they have the worst record in the NBA because then they might get to keep the pick. So uh, we will be updating Warriors fans on the Minnesota Timberwolves all season. No doubt about it. We might even get some uh, some crazy clips from some of their games. They might make some appearances on the show. Mm, maybe the, yeah, friend, think of the about show that. friend of the show of the game may be the opponent. Of the Timberwolves, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, friend of the show, the game's Victor Oladipo for you know dropping forty-two points against the. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wonder if James Wiseman is going to take it a little personally and be like, "You could have had me." Ah. Or apparently they didn't want to go there, and that'd been a weird situation to have Wiseman there. But um, yeah, that that's the stretch that's going to be very intriguing to see that matchup and the two home games. You know, D'Angelo back in his home building. D'Angelo Russell opened Chase Center as much as anyone else did. Uh, so that was his... – He scored the first, what, 10 or 11 points. <laughs> he got crazy there. Against the Clippers uh, that opening night, he was going nuts. Um, one other sweet thing – people should mark this down on their calendars for sure. Uh, the Warriors uh, are at the Dallas Mavericks on February 4th on a nationally uh, televised game. And then they stay and play Dallas again two days later on a ABC Saturday night primetime game. So that is Steph mm. Curry versus Luka Doncic in a back-to-back, not with one day in between those uh, two games. But that is going to be fun to watch. Arguably, um, you know, the guy that uh, could is going to win the MVP this year. A lot of people think Luka is going to get it versus uh, Steph, who – is Steph. So that is going to be a very cool little uh, three-day stretch for the Warriors. One other note that I saw in the schedule, a lot of 7 p.m. start games, home games. Yeah. And in the past, it was 7.40 starts. 7 p.m., that, that is a big change. And you and I like that because that means we get to go to bed earlier. Um, yes, but, definitely. But that, I, I like that. I think that's a good change. I think the working crowd is ready by 7 p.m., uh, too. And if there's no fans, especially in the beginning, it doesn't really matter getting fans into the arena at 7 p.m. So, hey, 7 p.m. I like it. Yeah, there still are some 7.30 home tips, but a lot of – we haven't – I don't think we've gotten an explanation as to why they've moved up. Now, some of those are because of the national television schedule. Um the league last year started to make that change to have the games be earlier. So that way the East coast crowd can yes. see more of it because they're not asleep. So that I'm guessing would be the explanation. Um, but there still are some, as I'm looking at it. Yeah. I mean, on Wednesday, January 20th and Thursday, January 21st, you mentioned that's the Spurs and the Knicks. Hopefully the Warriors win both those games. It's funny that we're looking that far ahead like that, yeah. but those are not on national TV and those are 7 PM tips. So, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll hear something maybe from Rick Welts, uh, Warriors president, who will give us some info there. Yeah, so if the 7 p.m. tip, game's over by 9.30. Te- you and I are on at 10.30? Oh, yeah. That's nice. No overtimes those nights. Oh, no overtime. Getting bed early. Yeah, it'll be really nice. 
Yeah, early. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any other thoughts on the schedule that you now you're peeking at it before we head out? Yeah, no, I mean, I already uh, went through a lot of the notes that I jotted down. Um, I mean, preseason game, we're recording this on Monday in five days. Yeah. Saturday night, the Warriors are going to host the Denver Nuggets. I, sign me up. I'm ready. I, it's, it's recorded and I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah. No, I, man, I'm pumped. Fastball's back. We were waiting for this. It'll be interesting to see when uh, they, they release the second half of the schedule. Um, I don't know when. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. As always, this is Dubs Talk. Subscribe, rate, do all those things. Share it with all your friends, your family, your fellow countrymen. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be, <laughs> it'll be. What good... about, what about people overseas? I mean, expats maybe, you know, other things. Yeah. You know, I only learned that from HGTV. That's another story. Anyway, uh, Drew, any other final thoughts? Um, I got nothing. Cool glad i really want to get out of here all right everyone have a wonderful time drew thank you you're welcome winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to fifteen hundred bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.